What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Joe Morgan coming at you as host of this week's Geeks Under Grace podcast. Cody couldn't be here tonight, but I do have with me tonight Shelly Waltar. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Hey, everybody. Coming at you on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about next gen that might not actually be so next gen. Far From Home's post-credit scenes and Amazon's Wheel of Time that begins turning. But first... Mm -hmm. We have Patreon shoutouts. We want to say thank you to everybody that has donated to reach this tier. And that would include Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Cowrie, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, Hannah Guse, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Aiello, Trey Brayband, Peter Tayow, and Michael Miller Jr. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you. All right, let's get into gaming this week, folks. What have y'all been playing? Uh, it's been a it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, but I I've been playing more. I've been playing Katana Zero. Nice. A bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually know how far I am in that game. It's a really cool game, but it's really hard. It is a really um, difficult game. <laughs> yeah, it's. I love the story and everything, um, which kind of motivates me to keep going in that game, because that's actually where I find the most satisfaction. Um, it is satisfying to get through a level seamlessly. It's, that's pretty nice. Like, oh, the, I finally get it, but... The story, the storytelling is actually really impressive with it, though. Oh, man. It's so cool. For a with game like that, that's and, cool. Totally. So, I still have been kind of playing through that a little bit, but it's definitely not done yet. I bought Overcooked 2 because it was on sale. Nice. Okay. That's the game that I played with Cody's wife, Tia, uh, when we were at Pack South. Mm -hmm. Okay. They played that really late fun. one night uh, during the Twitch, uh, the pledge drive this past year, and yeah. so many of us were so delirious. I was just so tired that night throwing out, like, food puns. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a chaotic game, but I was kind of looking for a reason to get it because... Yeah. I needed someone to play with me, essentially, because I'm like, oh, this would be a fun game, but I need someone to play it's it with. It's so tough to play solo. She's very into that game, so I I played it with her a little bit. So that It's it's really fun, but um, yeah, it could be very stress-inducing. I just remember there's one level where you and your partner or whatever people you're playing with, you're cooking on an air balloon or you're like you're in the sky you're in the sky <laughs> okay and there's wind oh um, or no no there's not wind there's um there's like fires that keep randomly coming up like someone's attacking your ship and <laughs> fires keep coming up and you so sometimes you can't like walk into that area a certain uh, area while you're you know trying to deliver whatever yeah because there's a fire there um oh, that's and great. then randomly it just crashes and you're on the ground with a destroyed kitchen, but you still have to cook. <laughs> that game that is so game weird. Well. It's so it's really fun. Um, That's but, intelligent yeah. level design. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad I found a friend to play with because my boyfriend definitely doesn't want to play with me. I asked him about it. I said, "Hey, Daniel, <laughs> oh. uh, I got overcooked too. You want to play it?" He said, "No, I like the relationship the way it is." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, that's fair. Um, it's definitely one of those games that can make or break a relationship." So I understand if you didn't want to risk it. Um, but like anyway, if you have a very close friend or someone you live with who you want to play games together with, I definitely recommend Overcooked too. Super fun. Forge it in the fires um, of cookery. Yeah, it, is, it is crazy. Um, and besides that, uh, I mean, I got really excited when I saw the news for Breath of the Wild 2, so yeah. I've been playing more Breath of the Wild. Um, yep. And Smash. Like, again, those games aren't really new for me, but the fact is I, I still play them a lot, even though they came out so long ago. I guess Smash only came out, you know, some months ago, but still. I've been trying to get back in the competitive scene a little bit. Cool. Because the end of my school life kind of made it so I didn't have any time. So I'm really hoping to kind of get back into that. Right. Did so. you see the God Squad Church is doing a Smash event this weekend, I think? Oh, what? Yeah. It's a tournament. Yep. I tagged I you to... on Twitter. 
You saw? Oh, I don't use Twitter. Sorry. I always say I use Twitter <laughs> on this podcast, so you're keeping me accountable. Um, I'll check it out. That's good. That's yeah. Good cool. Um, but I'm trying. I I don't think I've actually played any other uh, games besides that. So you mentioned Breath of the Wild too, real quick. Since you weren't here last week, did you see anything from like the E3 announcements that you were excited about? Other than that. Oh, besides Breath of the Wild 2? It was basically all Nintendo I was really excited about. I mean, I am very excited for Ori. Ori in the Ori sequel. Like, that's definitely the most thing I got the most excited about that wasn't related to Nintendo, I would say. Uh, I've played through Ori in the Blind Forest four times. I don't replay games. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I've played through that game four times. I'm yeah. super jazzed yeah. for Will of the Wisp. We have a GUG Plays so article coming out based on from Ori. Oh, sweet. Yep. And I played yeah. through that and didn't contribute to the article because I'm a goof. I tagged you in Slack the other day, too, I think. Because Maurice is like, hey, anybody else for Ori? I'm going to be working on it. <laughs> He'd already told me the deadline was up. I was like, well, okay, never mind. I'm- <laughs> yeah, oh. then he asked again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. That's funny. But, oh, yeah, well. definitely Ori. Definitely Breath of the Wild 2. Um, not very excited for Sword and Shield because of all the news um, and drama regarding right. that. Drama? Oh, probably still yeah, get it. Yeah. The Pokemon, how there's not going to be a full Pokedex. Oh, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. fill out the Pokedex this not gonna time be, around. Well, you can't even import your Pokemon from, from the new Pokemon home that's thing. The thing. That's the thing I'm... Um, that got me upset because yeah. I've had, and I know so many other Pokemon fans have had their Pokemon transferred from the very, like, the first Pokemon game that I owned was Leaf Green. And I had a Squirtle yeah. who eventually became Blastoise. And I have been trying to keep that Blastoise kind of on the current gen. Yeah. And if that, if I can't, you know, take some of my most beloved Pokemon, like, you know, my Moltres or whatever, like, yeah. that I had during the original games, I'm going to be so sad because all of a sudden they're going to become obsolete. So, yeah. that's that's my complaint. That's, I know, a lot of people's complaint. Because I'm not even that passionate about catching them all, about um, filling out the Pokedex. I know some people are really into that, so that's another reason why people are upset. But, yep. um, yeah, I'm just, I don't like that. Um but knowing me, I'll probably still get the game. So it'll be a paradigm shift for sure. But I'm, yeah. they're doing some cool looking stuff with that game. You got to admit, the rest of oh, yeah. what they showed, what they showed at E3, was the wild area really looks awesome. Cool. I would say yeah, running I, around like Zelda like and catching Pokemon mm-hmm. in a big open world looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, that yeah, I'll, I might get it just for that because Dynamax does not interest me at all. Pretty much all the other little things that they're throwing in there doesn't interest me, but that interests me the a kaiju lot. Kaiju Pokemon, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. They're just replacing Z moves, which replaced yeah, Mega, Evolution. Mega Evolutions. It's just the new thing, anyway. Um, obviously, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, Smash I was I was going to ask you about that. Exciting. What do you think about yeah. both of the new characters? I think. Yeah, it makes sense for both of them. I know lots of people were sort of theorizing Dragon Quest. You were and spot on whenever you yeah. said that they were going to put characters in that advertise something. Because Dragon Quest, yeah. what is it, 11 is going to come to mm-hmm. Switch later this year. So when they announced the hero, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's spot on right there. But Banjo was just totally. a surprise. Yeah, I didn't anticipate them to announce two DLC characters. Yeah. I thought, you know, they released the Dragon Quest hero, and I'm like, okay... That's awesome. I'm excited. I wanted to hear what the next DLC character was going to be, and this is the next DLC character. And then they freaking pulled a banjo on us, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I could man. not believe that that I actually happened after I, all Cody's crazy hype. I told Cody <laughs> yeah. it wasn't going to happen that very morning. I'm like, dude, it's not going to happen. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll and again, like, <laughs> they really, they really pulled it on us. Like, I was satisfied with the Dragon Quest hero, and I'm sure lots of other people were. And then they did that, and it's yeah. like, well. The meta's going to change. It yep. always does. We'll see how it gets influenced. But I told Cody exciting. he needed to go buy a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it wild. really is just so cool to think about how far Smash has come in the sense where there are people putting together their own character lists mm-hmm. back, you know, in Melee days saying, oh, it'd be so cool if this was all these characters put into Smash Bros. And you could tell it was fake because it had characters like Cloud or had characters like Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> or had characters that are in the game now. That's, and that's awesome. And from all these different developers. And 
Ah, uh, I I think it's really cool. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. whether or not I played the characters, cool. So, well, LJ, what about you? I've been playing my friend Pedro, and so mm-hmm. um, we actually have somebody reviewing that game on the site for us. But it was just one of those things I'd been anticipating. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna take a few strokes on backlog golf for this one. And so far, I don't regret it. It's basically like a Matrix bullet time action movie simulator. It's so cool. Okay. I, ha- I have clips cool. on Twitter of, of some like cool like little things I've done. Um, but it's it's crazy. It's got like a bullet time slow motion mode. And then it's got a button to where if you're dual wielding guns, you can actually aim in two different directions, like lock on two different targets. Okay. And um, it's got like a little dodge button to where like if somebody's firing at you, you can hit that and dodge and he does like all these cool little spins and flips in slow-mo uh in your friends with the sentient banana and there's all like this is there's pedro this... the banana yes my friend pedro wow i didn't is understand the banana. okay <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> yeah so literally that game is bananas but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's got like this like crime stuff like you're dealing with like crime family like mafia like stuff kind of um so they just straight yeah. up picked up mad max and turned it into a 2d game kind of yeah mad max uh max Payne. yeah max max Payne. yeah it you know what's weird it straight up feels like an action movie version of like trials instead of like riding a motorcycle you're running through levels and like shooting people and it's got that oh yeah it's got I that 2.5d look yeah yeah uh it's the controls can kind of get tough to wrap your head around at first but once you start to figure out the rhythm of like you know pushing the buttons at the right times and kind of getting a rhythm for the physics there's some cool stuff that happens but it does take a few like a level or two to kind of really get comfortable with it so i've been enjoying that and it's been it's been a good time what have you been playing so i also took a couple of stroke penalty on backlog golf and i picked up bloodstained ritual of the night oh cool I love Metroidvania. I hate that word. <laughs> they are adventure platformers. Thank yeah. you. I love adventure platformers, though, even though I've not played the original Symphony of the Night. Uh, but I need I need to go back and play it. But I've been playing through Bloodstained. I've got about 10 hours in it now. I got the bad ending. Oh, yeah, because you have to get like a certain percentage, right? So I don't know what the percentage is, but I talked to Maurice. Yeah. And he also got the bad ending before moving on to find yeah. other stuff. So... Uh, I'm working through that now. Found a boss that is apparently optional that just absolutely destroyed me. Oh. So I'm going to try to figure out a way around that boss. <laughs> yeah, from from what I understand, I think with the Metroidvania-style Castlevania games, I think there's a certain percentage. It may even be just be 100%. I, I can't remember right now, but I think once you hit that percentage is when you get uh, the, the like complete ending. The good ending. Yeah. That would make sense, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the bad ending literally, like, you beat the boss, and it literally goes, game over. Like, you just what? failed. It's like, no! <laughs> oh, man. It so, feels so bad, man. Wow. So, feels bad, man. Yeah. Um, and then, also on, on air this week, while I was live streaming on my personal channel, I played through What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, that game was so good. I've heard good things. Yeah, it is really good. And it's only like three hours long. It's not a very yep. long game. Yep. But it has got some really cool set pieces. Yeah. It's got such a just... It's like very melancholy, but it's also kind of like partially kind of like whimsical at the same time. It's got this weird like... I kind of think of like Tim Burton, like Big Fish kind of style like to it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there's there's one scene where you literally become a shark rolling down a mountain. Yeah, yeah. In one of the stories, like, you get to become a cat going from limb to limb chasing a bird, and that sort that, of like, That part was cool. Like, swinging the swings. Uh, there's, there's so many set-piece moments that are worth checking out. And it's you can get that game for a song and a dance on just about every platform. Well, this, I'm sure it'll be on the Steam sale probably, too, since that starts pretty soon. When mm-hmm. I, I think when I got it, it was free on the Epic Store, but I'd yeah. already owned it on Steam too. They so. they, they just had it on uh, PS Plus, I think, last month as well. If so, you got that in your backlog and you haven't played through it yet, <laughs> it is definitely worth an evening or two to sit yeah. down and go through it. 
you can do it in the evening. I literally played it one night, and I had maybe 15 minutes left, because I went to bed. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Went to bed, and the next morning I'm like, oh, okay, I want to finish this game. And I had maybe 15, 20 minutes left. You were playing that game at 2 in the morning? Well, it was like, I played it super late one time, and so I was almost, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty late, and so it was like two in the morning, and I'm like, you know, I need to go to bed, I shouldn't, I, I need to go to bed, and then next morning when I woke up, I said, okay, I want to finish this, and then I literally had 20 minutes left. That game would be so much crazier, sleep deprived, it's already nuts. <laughs> yeah, and I had the lights off and everything, like, it was cool, oh, and my head, headphones on, it was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. So I guess we can go ahead and get on into the gaming news for the week. Yeah, awesome. So number one, Wizards Unite. This is the Harry Potter game from the people that made Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's dropped on phones early, so you should be able to go ahead and get it and start wizarding around. Yeah, so I think the official release date was this past Friday, and then I think it came out like Wednesday or something. It was like literally a day or two before they said they were going to drop it. Surprise! Yeah. So yeah, that's out. If if you're into Pokemon Ghost top stuff and you love Harry Potter, that's something you probably want to give a look. I really liked uh, they did a Ghostbusters version of style of that game. And so, uh, where you capture like ghosts, and the AR was really cool for that one because I used I, I played it one time when I was locking up at uh, at the church one night, and so it was really cool because I already had the atmosphere going, and then I was capturing ghosts with the ecto gun and everything while I was walking around <laughs> locking up. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next story, Platinum Games boss. Now, Platinum Games, they are well known for making a lot of stylish action games and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's gotten his hands on, they've gotten their hands on the next-gen hardware. Dev kits. And he, yeah, and he basically said, look, it's there's nothing new here. It's, it's more of the same. I can kind of see that. I mean, honestly, like with Xbox and Sony touting... You know, like the ray tracing stuff, the the solid state hard drives. I can really see how like this isn't going to be some vast jump like we've had in the past. Um, and and I think it'll be a little bit more than a half step, kind of like with the PlayStation Pro and One X and stuff like that. It'll be probably a little more than a half step in that regard, but I, it's just not going to be as big of a jump as we've seen in the past. I mean, bigger, faster, stronger, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, consoles and PCs are almost quite alike, except consoles are limited on that front. But it feels like e uh, every generation they're getting closer, just like to becoming high-end PCs themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a breaking point with consoles. Yep, for sure, they're reaching yeah. it. And I mean, maybe that's where Microsoft looked ahead and they said, "Hey, you know, we mm -hmm. got this X Cloud stuff we're working on. That's going to be one of the the cool things that we're coming yeah. out with." And they said that was complimentary, whereas Google was like, hey, like, no, this is the thing. But Xbox is yeah. kind of saying, like, hey, you can even use your own console as a server for xCloud if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, so, like you can stream from your Xbox to your phone. Yeah, so, yeah, that, it's, it's interesting. Be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, big piece of news for the week. The Avengers game that Square Enix showed off at E3 this year. There is news that they are getting staff from Call of Duty and God of War. They're bringing in other developers that uh, have the some guy... pedigree. Oh, no, I was thinking of, I think, there's a God of War guy working on Star Wars, I think. I, I almost had it confused with Avengers, but, but yeah. You know what blows my mind, too, is we didn't even talk about that game at all last week. When, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a highlight of the show because it was very rough, but I just found it odd. I'm like, yeah, we didn't even mention Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I, personally, it just seems like they're trying to hype up this thing, and it doesn't look very interesting to me, mm -hmm. but they're bringing in people from Call of Duty, God of War. I, I don't know. It's weird that in I this feel. day and age, in the wake of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're going their own direction with these characters. Yeah, what drives me nuts, though, too, is when people say, like, oh, yeah, the character models don't look good, which, yes, in a way, they don't look good in their own... And they, don't, they look weird in their own right, but I think people are also expecting everything to be MCU-related now. And exactly. I'm like, I'm like, no, it yeah. doesn't have to be. Like, look at Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Like, yeah, I don't see people complaining about the look of those guys. 
Like, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, this is an Avengers game with the, yeah. with the main Avengers. Yep. But they're not Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. Avengers. So it's weird that they're kind of going, like, they're kind of close, like, being inspired by that. But then I'm also, like, you know, I don't think I heard anybody complaining about the character models or the look of the characters in Spider-Man. So, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just think it's it's harder to take a group of characters from yeah. a franchise that just recently released their biggest, greatest, most popular movie yeah. and, and expect people to not really connect. I'm like, I understand talking about it more at this time makes a little bit of sense because you're going to bring in people's interest yeah. because of, of the MCU, but the fact is that it's not connected. So it's just, I don't know, I almost feel like it maybe would have been a better move to bring this up after like way after yeah. um avengers hype has sort of died yeah um but but that's never gonna die that would be but, uh, <laughs> that know. avengers hype's gonna be around for years i mean yeah, yeah that's a we, good point. we saw that and we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit tom holland kind of screwed up <laughs> again this week right yeah yeah so that's they're gonna keep that MCU going for as long as they can. Yeah, with with the Avengers that showing at E three was just kind of very lackluster. Like they showed the cinematic stuff and they showed what looked like gameplay. They did demo that part of the game, which was like the the tutorial, I guess, to like to press. But it, it's just like the way they messaged it was bad, and so it, it kind of sucks to see that. Like I'm still looking forward to this game. Like that all star cast they got is. Is really cool. Oh, that's true. Like Troy Baker and Nolan yeah. North, and although it's Laura so Bailey weird and... to hear Nolan North's voice coming out of Tony Stark, because I'm so used to him <laughs> voicing Deadpool in these games and like Rocket oh, Raccoon. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 a it's a trip. I just I just want gameplay. Yeah, like yeah. actual gameplay. People want a gameplay. Game's about. Well, so. The, the whole the way they set it up was that it was taking place on what they called a day and it was them opening right. up their west coast headquarters but then they say the gameplay is like multiplayer like co-op uh, also and it has like some like customization elements and so it's like we saw none of that yeah it's i mean this thing's going to be probably a year and a half away maybe well, two years well they said it was may uh, 25th Oh, okay. Coming yep. out in May. So Yeah, so that's literally about a year, almost a little bit a year. less. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see more, but it was just, it was odd. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So that's kind of wrapping up news for the week. We'll get into the pull list. Just a few notable releases this week. Number one, and this is a good one for LJ to talk about, Super Mario Maker 2. Yes. So I said last week we are having a level contest Starting Friday until July 12th, everybody will be able to send in their best levels to our contact email, contact at geeksundergrace.com. And uh, so I have a, a myself and a, and a few of our gaming department writers will be judging your levels and uh, we will be deciding who's got the best ones. Prizes are for first place, you get a Geeks Under Grace exclusive t-shirt and a $20 eShop card. Uh, second place is just the eShop card, $20, and then third place is $10. And so you got two weeks to turn in your levels, and uh, I will be playing them on stream uh, on Fridays for the next couple weeks. So be looking forward to that, and uh, be be uh, putting, in some, putting in some work on that level editor. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Yeah. So, all right. Also coming out this week, Samurai Showdown, kind of I'm, the revamp. I'm also reviewing that game, so it's like two out of these, two out of how many, like three or four on the pull list? I've got um, three on the pull list. Okay, yeah, so two out of three I'm covering in some sort of fashion. We have somebody else doing the review for Mario Maker, but I was like, wow. <laughs> so I'm excited for yeah. Samurai Showdown. It looks really cool. Yeah. Very painterly. Play it tonight. And then finally coming out this week, one that I went ahead and took another couple hits on uh, for Backlog Golf. The Sinking City. This game looks nuts. Ooh. So it is I didn't a. I realize that was coming out this week. That's yep. this week. Yep, we have oh. somebody covering that too. So yep. literally, we have all of these games on this pull list covered on, on the podcast yeah. front. <laughs> yep. So the Sinking City looks super cool. It is a kind of a Cthulhu uh, 
H.P. Lovecraft yeah. kind of setting takes place in what looks like the 1920s or 30s. Yep. You're carrying around like a Tommy gun. You got the fedora on, or maybe it's a trilby. I can't tell. But uh, <laughs> you're you're kind of exploring and doing detective work and mowing down monsters and stuff along the way. Yeah. Kind of solving a mystery, and so I think it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But that's it for gaming this week. What kind of movies have you guys been watching? Anything? I watched Pink Panther. It's not new. The classic Pink Panther? With, uh, no, no, the 2006 oh, one. With what's his name? I can't remember. With Beyonce and Steve Martin. <laughs> There's Steve Martin. a Pink uh, Panther movie with Beyonce? Yeah. yeah. I didn't it's know there was really a Pink, Pink Panther movie... Since 1980. I know. I've seen the originals. Yep. It's been a long time since I've seen the originals. But, um, they, no, they released this newer, I say newer. It's over 10 years old at this point. Yeah, it was like a. It's very, it's really good though. It's. Okay. It's a favorite of mine. I don't know, maybe because I watched it kind of growing up sometimes. Because my, my family, like my parents were super into the originals. So yeah. when that movie came out, we like got it immediately and watched it. <laughs> um, okay. I highly recommend it. It's really funny. It's like classic Steve Martin. Um, yeah, Beyonce's in it. And uh, some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really like that movie. I've been... I've had this craving to watch it for like a year now. I don't know if you guys get this, where you just really want to watch a movie. Oh, yeah. And and I don't know. For me, I just like, man, I really want to watch Pink Panther. But it's I felt like that for so long, so I finally got relief. Yeah. It was awesome, so... But I don't think, I mean, again, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I can't think of any other movies I've seen, though. Okay. I've watched shows, but I'll talk about that later. All right. LJ, anything from you? I watched uh, that movie, Murder Mystery, that came to Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's an Adam Sandler movie. And, uh, and Jennifer Aniston. It. Yep, Jennifer Aniston's in it. And it does have some adult humor, and uh, which it makes sense for this kind of movie. Um but it's it's funny. I enjoyed it. Like if you're a fan of Adam Sandler movies, this is a straight up Adam Sandler movie in a lot of ways. It's just silly, yeah. and it's and it, uh, I instantly thought of Cody whenever I was watching this because how he just did that murder mystery party. I'm like, man, Cody would like this. Um, but it's it sets it up like that typical format, and uh, yeah, it was good. I, I saw that like apparently that movie like blew up on Netflix. It had like it broke records. And they said that uh, if it premiered in theaters, net, uh, it would have made like $120 million in theaters with how many people say, watched it. It was, oh, wow. it yeah. was a I think it even beat out Bird quality Box. film. Yeah, it, it definitely was. But it, it beat out Bird Box on like some records for Netflix as well. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, and like Adam Sandler has had other movies on there. Like I think even like Kevin James has had a couple on there, but they've been okay. I mean, this yeah. one. This one's not necessarily like a great movie either, but it's a it's an Adam Sandler movie through and through. Yeah, wasn't the last one was like him and Chris Rock, wasn't it? And they were their uh, their kids were getting married to one another. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that was one of those. Yeah yeah, I think so. Um, I can't think of the name. I right didn't now. watch that one, but but there's a couple of them. I really liked. Um, there was a Kevin James one, and it was like Memoirs of an International Assassin or something like that. That one. Oh was yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I did <laughs> that like one, that one. That one was good. But uh it's it's kind of fun to see these like this older style of like comedy movie like come back with like streaming services because it's they probably wouldn't make very much money in theaters. Yeah. And but it's like Netflix is the perfect platform for that. Yeah. Um and then the other thing I haven't watched yet but I'm going to is uh I got Mission Impossible Fallout on sale for like 12 bucks at Target. I've been like kind of like you were saying Shelly with Pink Panther. I've been wanting to watch that mm-hmm. new Mission Impossible cuz I've heard it was so good. And I finally got it the other day, so I plan to. Is watch that, that the one with Henry Cavill? Yes, that's the one with the the okay. infamous mustache. I really, really enjoyed that movie in theaters. Oh, you did? Cool. Yes. I've I've been told like because I figured I was like you know I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna rent this for four bucks anyway. I might as well just grab it while it's so cheap. And just the praise I've heard about it, I was like, you know, this sounds like it's worth a purchase. And then it's I a told, fun movie. I told some people about it, and they're like, yeah, that was a pretty good purchase. So I'm like, yeah. okay then. <laughs> So that's it. So I started uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, not, that just that's on Netflix now. It's on yep. Netflix now. That. Yeah. So yep. I saw the first one years ago and loved it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get a chance to really dedicate any time to two, so right. I made it to where they kind of got out of the arcade and stopped right there. I'm I'm gonna go back to oh, okay. it when I, I can focus on it. I, I will say that like for, since it's like more internet focused in this one, I I connected more with the first one, but it was still a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, I did. I did the Bible study on it too, on the website. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check that out. All right, Shelly, what's happening in movies this week? Yeah, we got some interesting news about the MCU. We kind of almost talked about the MCU, MCU a little earlier with the Avengers, but we're now actually talking about MCU. We're talking about Spider-Man: Far From Home and the credit scenes. And if you've ever seen an MCU movie, which a lot of you probably have seen at least one. Uh, it's going to have an end credit scene. Yep. And some of them are funny. Well, it's it's going to have some of them two are... specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, there's going to be two post-credit scenes in Far From Home. And they're going to be very important for setting up the future of what the future looks like for the MCU. Yeah. So it's very... If you kind of leave after most of these movies... Don't and don't really care about post credits. <laughs> don't ever leave a Marvel movie before you see everything. Even for Endgame, I knew there was not going to be anything at the end of that, but I still stayed because it felt like sacrilegious. Those those were cool credits. <laughs> I hey, I'm glad I stayed for it. There but. were post credit scenes on uh, King uh, uh, Godzilla. Yes, there were. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the universe movie the movie universe thing is post credit scenes that yep. lead to another the next movie what See, makes, that's makes what sense. dc did wrong <laughs> no post credits <laughs> yeah no actually though i mean they just don't know how to connect your uh, things together <laughs> yeah. but there's lots of theories going around about far from home we know in the some of the trailers mysterio talks about alternate universes i still think like that so a lot garbage. of people a lot of people think that maybe it could be real I don't a lot of people, like LJ, do not think it's real. Well, it's like I'm... Mysterio's whole thing is smoke and mirrors. Like he's obviously yeah. lying. Yeah, he. he I was say, and this is the, the first time they've himself. had. Yeah, this is the first time they've had Mysterio in a feature film, right? Yes, I think so. Yep. And yeah, and so, he's a major villain. So, so my thing is, is his thing is all smoke and mirrors and illusions, and it's like they, these elementals are attacking, and they're supposed to be from another universe. But I'm like, no, he made those. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. But either way, despite everything, we don't know what's going to actually happen. But there are lots of theories revolving around this movie. Yeah. But it is confirmed that these post-credit scenes are really going to set up what the MCU like is going to look like in the future. Now that Endgame is over, now that the original Avengers have kind of retired in their own way, um, what does the future look like with all these other heroes? I have to mention this while we're talking about it. Did you see yeah. what Tom Holland did on the Graham Norton show? I didn't. I did not see that. I saw an article about it. I'm not going to get explicit here. Okay. But he, he basically immediately pops on and says, you know, we're dealing with X, Y, and Z that happened in Endgame. And he straight up said what it was. Like, he was... He was giving away hard spoilers, and he's like, "If you haven't seen the movie yet, it's been out since May. Well, it's your fault." Spoilers for Endgame. Well, mean. so basically, yes. well, yeah, so yeah. basically, before you even watch a trailer, he, uh, they have him at the beginning of the trailer saying, "Hey, don't watch this trailer until you've watched Endgame," which is probably why I felt okay to say that. Exactly. But, yeah. But there were people on Twitter that were so angry they were like, they hadn't "Look, seen it yet." Right. They were. They said, "I've managed to avoid spoilers for Endgame for." Five, you know, or for all the Marvel movies for five months, Dang. I watch Graham Norton for five minutes, and Tom Holland spoils it all. Well, at that point, it's like you should have seen Endgame already. There's no excuse, really, in my and opinion. The, <laughs> and they're bringing back the the sequel, right? Like they're it's the DLC version of the movie coming back to theaters, oh, right? Yeah, so they're supposed to be adding like I, I don't know why I put the I didn't put this in the, in the notes, but supposedly they're supposed to be adding some extra minutes or something at the end of the end credits thing. Like I, I really don't know. It doesn't sound that important to me, but they're doing that specifically so they could beat out Avatar. Is my theory? Well, and I think I saw an article earlier today that they naturally beat out Avatar at this point. 
Really? I could be I could be wrong on that, but oh, huh. that'd be crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. So either way, it's very important to definitely yeah. watch these end card scenes if you care at all about what the MCU looks. Maybe you you were done with Endgame, sure. But if you're not, watch this movie, watch yep. the end cred scene, and yep. we'll see what happens. Yep. Yep. So next bit of news is that. Production for the second A Quiet Place. Sorry, that sounded weird. A Quiet Place Two. Yeah, because the movie's called Quiet Place Place. sequel has begun production. (laughs) Did y'all see the first title? I loved the first one. That was like my movie of the year. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's it's on my list. I want to watch it. Um, not alone is the problem, and I live alone right now, it's so I can't a, just watch it. Like it's it's <laughs> not I, like a super horror movie, in my it's, opinion. I was gonna say I think it's high suspense. Yeah, not so much scary stuff. No real jump right. scares or anything like that. Which is good. Like I, I yeah. appreciate those types of movies, but I still don't like watching it alone. <laughs> oh, like so wait a minute. So did you look at that whole article then? Because I feel bad now. Uh, I looked at. Like maybe first. don't then. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. Well, don't. Um, yeah. Oh, do we have spoilers? Yes. Oh, maybe don't. Gotcha. Yes. No, I just read. I read. I've read the first like paragraph or so, and I'm like, okay, okay this is what yeah. this is about. No, you're okay. good. Uh, so <laughs> I. It seems pretty self-explanatory. I. It, I mean, yeah, they're making another quiet place, and well, it's actually begun production. So with the way that thing ends, it's just like it's one of those movies that. I don't think needs a sequel, but since I loved it, I'm okay with there being one as long as they right. do the first one justice. Do it well. Yes. Yeah. And Man, it is on Amazon Prime, from what I'm. Yeah, it's on yeah. Amazon okay. Prime and Hulu, I think. Yeah. Then I totally have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Finally. Some finally getting some San Diego Comic Con news. I, I think Whoa. that's probably going to continue as um, the weeks. There go was on. some smaller stuff about like things coming to SDCC, but I just didn't deem it like important enough. For what us is important anyway. is that just report. This just rumored, um, but Top Gun Maverick should show up at San Diego Comic Con. If you don't know what Top Gun Maverick is, it's it's a sequel to Top Gun. Which is like a with like 80s Tom classic. Cruise, yeah. Lots I've lost like that love and feeling. Yeah. I feel like I think I've seen Top Gun. It's been a long time though. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting. Like, it's weird because they make these sequels from like super old movies, but I think yeah. it's neat because then when people go and watch this movie, they're gonna want to go back and watch the older ones, especially a lot of I mean, the young young people who have not seen or heard of Top Gun. I was gonna say like Top Gun is right in my heyday, right? So that's Tom right. Cruise, right. Val Kilmer. Yes. Which apparently Val Kilmer's coming back too. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, it's, it reminds me of, you know, that new Terminator movie. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, it seems like Hollywood's gotten to this phase of not just, you know, original movies aren't as popular anymore. Yeah. I don't like that comparison at all. Oh, really? Well, I mean, Top Gun's a classic, and they've they've beaten the Terminator series Let's into the just, dirt. I'm yeah, not, I was gonna say I, I'm not trying to compare. I'm trying to say that Hollywood seems to um, want to brush aside originality yeah. and instead okay. bring yeah. back classics, bring back okay. things that people loved a long time ago. So I mean, which it's is the same like way... which kind of goes with like Disney revamping and re you know real lifing all of their movies i think it's all in the same strain of hey we're just gonna pull the nostalgia strings because we don't know what movies to make it here's the problem (laughs) video games do do the same thing oh yeah create a sequel like financially it's way more modern warfare risk averse yeah it's way more risk averse (laughs) to put a number on the end of it and keep it familiar with your audience Yeah. yeah than it is to start something new yep very true. Yeah, it's I. It's a trap. Nostalgia's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> I mean, if you're excited, if you love Top Gun, which I know so so many people did, um, this could be exciting news or it could be terrifying news. I we really don't know. But <laughs> yeah. if they're going to talk about it at SDCC, yeah, then then we'll kind of see a little bit of it there. Yeah. 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 That's all of our movie news this week. All right. Ooh. Have y'all been watching any TV shows? Yeah, actually. 
Uh, yeah. Go for I it. I actually think <laughs> I, I've watched anime. Like, I've watched oh, big, quite uh, a yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. What have you been watching? So, I've only seen a couple episodes at this point, but One Punch Man Season 2. Uh-huh. It's okay. been so long since I've actually... And I don't think it's done yet. I, I think there's still... It's still releasing going. episodes, yeah, but I've watched the first maybe three or so episodes, and I still really like it. Um, Saitama just continues to be like one of my favorite anime characters ever. <laughs> yeah, he's I, so great. Um, I need to catch so, up. I have so many anime I need to catch up on. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, it's what's great is that I'm when I, where I'm housing. Like I personally don't have Hulu, but they have Hulu and they let me watch on their Hulu. So <laughs> I'm like, I gotta cool. take advantage of this by watching all this different anime. Yeah. So the other thing I'm watching um, with my boyfriend actually it was very very highly recommended to us. It's called Love is War. I don't know if either of you guys have heard of it. I've heard the name okay. before. It's... I don't know if either of you guys have watched Death Note. Yes. Yeah. I love Death uh, Note. In very, very different, like, I guess, premise than Death Note. But in the sense of crazy overthinking, like, to the point of, like, kind of ridiculousness. That's what this show is. Except okay. it's, it's a comedy. Like, it's a romantic comedy. Basically, the premise is that there's these two students who um, are in high school and they work on student council together. And over the course of the couple months that they've been working together, the like, you know, half a year or whatever they've been working together, they both have fallen in love with each other. But they're both really stubborn and really prideful. So they decided that they want to manipulate the other person into admitting their feelings first. And so the entire (laughs) show, as far as I'm aware, and I've seen... Yeah. I don't actually remember how long it is, but I've seen quite a few episodes at this point. I have heard um, of this. This sounds Yeah, like a good is show. is just these crazy these like very simple scenarios. Simple scenarios in the sense where it's like pretty average everyday things, but then these two just take it on their level with like every action, every word that they say <laughs> is like, you know, has this certain effect. And the it it's again, it's meant to be ridiculous and comedic. Um, so what you're so, saying is like Death Note's like deduction, but it goes nowhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's so funny. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. I um, and then there's like this one character who's sort of separate from them. They who's basically the third student council member, and she's like a normal person who doesn't overthink every single decision in her life, and uh, she'll like bring chaos into these people's plans because they're like, "Oh, I played my trap card. She has to admit now." And then this other character's like, "Ah!" Like does something to just ruin their plans. It's <laughs> so cool. funny. So um. If you liked if you liked Death Note in the sense of how crazy their overthinking was, yeah, um, yeah, that's I what I meant by the, that's what I meant by the deduction is they think yes. of all these things and these plans and, and all that stuff. Totally, it's so funny. I, I really enjoy it. So cool. That's what I've been watching. Cool. What about you, LJ? You watched anything? Um, I've watched um a little bit of uh, Gretzko season two. I watched only watched like an episode or two. I mean, I've kind of enjoyed that a little bit. Uh, I haven't watched I enough to really say. I was going to say, I don't, I don't even know what to think of that. I haven't watched any episodes, but it's so weird because it's like, looks like this like kids show, but it's kind of very like adult themed and very like life kind of stuff going on. But then, uh, but then she does, goes to a karaoke place and just rages out like half of that show is like a raging about like normal life stuff <laughs> um but yeah yeah it, it's good um but also i have been watching um sgdq started this week oh i've also been watching oh, that yeah. quick yeah technically not a show but i wanted to kind of highlight that because i like watching it when it happens uh i watched this morning oh I'm just I'm drawing a blank now. I forgot what I watched the end of this morning. But then, uh, before we did the podcast, uh, they were streaming. They were playing Perfect Dark, and that oh, was I super watched that fun. on the way back from work. Yep, yep. Yeah. I was watching that. It tripped me out whenever he was on like one of the final levels, and he was jumping this like big like chasm thing. Where I'm like, man, I would have fallen through that. And he turns this corner really fast, and I'm like, I would not have made that. It was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then they were getting ready to do Borderlands too, right before we, or like right when we started. So that's the kind um, of thing. Like I never even big open world game. Let's speed run it. Like that, yeah, 
that's not yeah. something that would even cross my mind. <laughs> like, I like watching some of, like, the retro stuff, too, because it's, like, some of that stuff, like, potentially, like, I could see doing. Like, there was, like, a Golden Axe speedrun, and it was very, like, kind of simplistic, like, the way they did that. And I'm like, you know, I could probably do that. Like, there are some games that I look at and watch, and I'm like, you know, I could probably do that. But then there are other games like that where they just glitch through stuff and do all these crazy strats. Oh, yeah. It just blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I, I really appreciate... Um, the spread of games that they have because yeah, I can it's watch like games that I've played and I really like, but then they just yeah. totally break the game. And yeah. it's like, oh man, I didn't know you could do that. But then they also have so many obscure games that you and, discover like, old some new games, ones. Weird, exactly. You didn't discover new ones. Yeah, that are really cool. Like, hey, I never even knew this game existed. And here, this person who's yeah. like just making it go so fast. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Of of everything I've watched on Games Done Quick, my favorite was a four player race. Of Ori, like oh, they all started awesome. Ori at the same time, and all raced through Ori together. I that watched, was pretty neat. I watched a, uh, I don't remember if it was Donkey Kong Country one or two. I watched a race that might have been earlier this year, but the race ones are really fun to watch. I watched like a Ninja Gaiden race one time too, like the original oh, wow. Ninja Gaiden. Those are so fun to watch. I yeah. think one of the most entertaining things I've seen on there was, I think it was last. Summer games done quick. I don't quite remember, but it was Tazbot. It was it was like a robot doing Celeste. Oh, that was amazing! Oh, wow. It was yeah. so like <laughs> cool to watch. Like these super yeah. like, important. Or um, I don't think I've watched like or Tazbot Super Monkey Ball. I really like watching that too. Super Monkey Ball runs are fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. Because <laughs> then they oh man, it's just the wild strats and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on from that, what's what's happening in TV this week? So TV news is kind of light, I think, because we're kind of into the summer season, so a lot of shows are kind of like ending and, you know, things like that. Um, but uh, there's some notable stuff here, especially if you're a fan of books and like fantasy stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Rosamund Rosamund Pike, uh, she has been casted in the Wheel of Time show from Amazon as the lead, I believe. I can't remember mm-hmm. the the name of the, the the lead character right now, but this person was in. She's been in some things. Uh, she was in like a James Bond movie, I think, and um, I don't really remember that movie too much. But one I do remember she was in, which was uh, that movie Gone Girl with Ben Affleck, that was also based off a book. Oh, that yeah. movie was a trip. Oh, that's. That movie was insane, and so she her character was was nuts in that movie. Uh, just a lot of the things like that was a super cool thriller. Um, but it sounds like she's done some notable work, and so just based on that movie I had watched that she was in, I was like, okay, yeah, like she's she seems like a pretty good actress. But I'm not familiar with uh, the Wheel of Time to really say, uh, like you know based on like the character of the book itself but it sounds like it's about this character who brings up brings this group of like men and women and you know to go on this journey or quest or some goal i I was reading through this like synopsis and through this article so uh so yeah it sounds like that show is moving along like they've started casting um, that'll be cool to watch that's that's a beloved book series yeah, yeah and it's it's one of those things where i'm like i would kind of be interested but there's so many of them too so i'm just like i'm not even gonna bother i'll there watch are, the show I believe, 13 books yeah there's there's a lot of them so mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty beloved 14 i'm sorry it was 14 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so the next piece of news is I mean, I thought we were done with Game of Thrones, but apparently we're not. Because that prequel has uh, started filming, apparently. The prequel series. Uh, which is kind of... T- uh, kind of goes into the descent of, you know, the Age of Heroes. And, like, the glorious, like, fantasy that I guess we're most... Like, I guess that, like, we consume the most. Kind of like Lord of the Rings. And, so this will be more high fantasy time. than... Medieval. Yes. Yes, I think it has to do with like some something about the White Walkers as well, from what I was reading. Um, but it okay. sounds like it comes from more like like a more like yeah, like you were saying like high fantasy, like epic, like you know, like I don't know, like high a lot energy. more dragons. Yeah, like not yeah, not so like dark and you know depressing like the actual like Game of Thrones show was. Um, 
there wasn't really a lot of detail there. I don't even think they have a name for the series, but to me, I'm like, okay, like I can probably, if there's not so much nudity and just so much, which it's HBO, there's probably going to be. Um, I mean, I had heard they toned that stuff down, but it sounds like something I can get behind if it's a little more lighter on mature content. Um, but I would like to see how this descent that they speak of kind of happens. So, but yeah, that's okay, it. For I just TV. now read read the article. So it's in into the darkest hour. Oh, is that what it's called? No, no, no. I, I'm saying I didn't realize you, you said it was going to be more lighthearted, but it's saying that the series will go into the darkest hour. Well, oh yeah. World. Well, well. I mean, yeah. I, I was trying to figure out a way to say it. It's going to be more comparable to like. Maybe like Lord of the Rings or some of those other more like, okay, I guess not not positive, but those more like high energy like more classic, co- more yeah, more like yeah. colorful classic yeah. like fantasy, I guess. Um, but yeah, so like that kind of descent into dark into darkness that this world is has gone through. You know, I guess it's supposed to kind of go there, and so I'm, okay. I'm kind of I'd be curious to see to like watch that as long as. As long as they kind of tone down the mature content a little bit, which I don't expect that to yeah. happen. All right, we have a discussion question this week from N- Nintendo via the Discord channel. You guys seem to play and watch a lot of things. How do you balance work, geekery, a podcast, and still manage to get in your devotional and prayer time? Thanks. That's a good question. That is a very good <laughs> question. So it's for me. I've kind of settled into a routine. Right. Uh, Mondays are definitely the most hectic because you got work. I do work and work out and then come back and we record the podcast. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I work and then podcast. (laughs) For myself, like devotional time, I usually try to get first thing in the morning. And Mm -hmm. so like doing like a, uh, uh, a verse a day, kind of thinking on that, praying on that. And I share that out to a, a group of buddies usually. Cool. We all kind of share our verse of the day or passage for the day. Um, but yeah, it's just it, sometimes you don't always get all of it in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always get in work. Yeah. Okay. Always get in devotional prayer time, and then the geekery and podcast are kind of. I mean, those those are secondary, right? You have to get work in to live. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you need me- to get your prayer time and dis- and devotional time in. For, for me personally, it's kind of, you know, I kind of get in the, you know, the, the devotional time, like as I'm getting ready, it's just kind of the easiest, the easy thing for me to do. Cause I pretty much wake up and I have some time to get ready for work since like I have a weird like time I'm supposed to go in. Usually it's like 10, I, I work mostly part time. So it's weird. It's like 10 or 11. So I wake up like maybe about like seven or eight o'clock and I only have like a short time to like eat breakfast, get ready and then go to work. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, well, maybe more time than others, but it's one of those things where I try to make sure I at least pray or just kind of check out like my Uversion app real quick or something. Um, but I'm terrible about that. Uh, so, but as far as like gaming and, and geeking out and stuff, I usually don't watch a lot of shows or really movies unless like I'm eating lunch or dinner or something sometimes. Uh, it's just kind of an easy way for me to do that. And if, you know, if, if I'm interested beyond that, then I'll keep watching for a few more episodes or if I'm watching a movie, like I'll set aside time for that. But even like with doing geeks under grace stuff, I make sure I have a specific time, like specific times set aside for that. Like I make sure I plan like, okay, I need to get this done. So I'm going to take like, let's say like I have a day off or maybe like over the weekend, I'm going to spend a couple hours working on this thing, you know, and devote that time to it. Um, So it's really about, you know, kind of putting things like making, it's really about making the time for all these things. And if you're not doing that, then it gets tough. Prioritizing, right? Yes, yes, definitely prioritizing. The things you put a priority on are the things you will get done. Yep. 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 That's very true. Yeah. Like, that question's a little hard for me to answer at this point. I just graduated from college, and I just transitioned into a new home, new job. That includes, like, a new schedule, because I've never um, had, like, a full-time job like this before. So that's very different from the school schedule, so... 
I'm definitely still in that transition phase of like, okay, how do I, what do I want to prioritize? What am I going to make time for? And yeah, how am I going to do that? It's yeah. definitely finding really in that process because something I've really mm-hmm. tried to remain consistent from this transition is my prayer time and, and my, um, I guess, Bible reading time. Yeah. Because I, you know, for me, like, and I think for many Christians, it's like relying on God as the one true constant in your life um, helps me at least get through these tough transitions and mm-hmm. huge changes. Like, and so that really helps when I have the consistent, um, like Bible reading in the morning and like prayer time at night. That sort of um, yeah. whatever you do. What I mean, that's what I do. But um, it's at least helped me a lot because it's like okay even though so many things around me are changing, my schedule's yep. changing, um, like, God's still there, and this thing, like, just yeah. the actual schedule, the devotion, um, yeah. time really, like, cements that into my brain a little bit more, so. Yeah, yeah. like, like when you talk about changing schedules, I think of recently, uh, one of my coworkers, he ended up getting another job somewhere, and so he used to actually rotate Sundays with me. And so, like, that means, like, I'm probably going to be working more Sundays again, you know, because of that. Or mm-hmm. um, in a few months, uh, another coworker of mine, he's going to start going back to school to, to do community college stuff. And so he's going to have, like, class hours in the mornings. So, which means, like, I work a lot of afternoons and evenings. So, which means, like, pretty soon I'm going to be working more mornings and things like that. And so it's really just knowing how to, like, make those changes along with your schedule, too. It's, it can be tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I think that's it for the week. What are y'all geeking about? Anything else? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got nothing. Okay, all right. Yeah, mostly right. games done quick. If you haven't ever seen yes. Speed Running, oh, yeah. um, just like give it a tune in. It's on for the whole week. They're on yep. constantly, yeah. 24-7 essentially. And it's to raise so. money for charity. Yeah, yeah this cause. year is, I think for summer they do Doctors Without Borders, and then usually yeah. uh, earlier, like, in like the late winter or early spring they do like the prevent cancer foundation yeah yeah i usually donate to the cancer one every year since since i have personal history with that stuff with family and all that yeah mm-hmm. all right well shelly where can they find you you can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24, despite my <laughs> uh, non-consistency <laughs> there. You can find, also find me Tuesday nights um, on the Geeks and Grace Twitch channel. I'm still playing through Shadow of Mordor. Uh, once again, as I was just talking about changing schedules, I don't really get back from work in time to start at the exact 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I usually get home around half hour after that. So I'm just going to see kind of how it goes the next couple of weeks. But just be prepared. Like if I'm not right on the money at five o'clock, it's because I'm not home yet. And I'm dead tired at that point. So I, again, it's it's still transitioning. But I hope you'll still find me at those Tuesday nights in the future. Yeah. LJ, where can I find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ and uh, also streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace on Fridays. And I am almost done with uh, Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands. So nice. I'm getting there. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games and on Twitch at Joe Knoweth Games. I'm a member of Team Unashamed as Geeks Under Grace is as well. Yep. It's a community of Christian streamers. And uh, so I would definitely recommend checking that out. I'm going to be live. Usually the weekends are, are more uh, better suited for me streaming. So later in the evenings on the weekends. But that said, I hope you all have a great week. Keep praying. Keep gaming. And God bless. Bye. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace... 
you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on!